0: Welcome to episode 82 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in
1: American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dougherty. Hillary. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh. I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We're back at it, bitch. I hate COVID. I that's know. All. Well, that's all. That's
0: all. Everybody does at this and point. And guess what? Get vaccinated.
1: But, you know, thanks for acknowledging that's a real thing. I'm tired of people, like, walking around And Florida's a fucking nightmare. Oh, we are a nightmare. And we got a governor who's don't Fauci my Florida. I mean, what in the fuck? He's so irresponsible. He's so irresponsible. Beyond.
0: There was an article in the paper today that talked about uh, states that have been um, not disclosing Mm. how bad hospitalizations are, how bad the COVID numbers are rising. Florida. Florida
1: is on the list. No shit.
0: But it's like Florida, South Dakota- you know, mm-hmm. like of course we're we're in the mix with with these other idiot states. Yeah. So whatever.
1: I'm excited about our little muck. Yeah. Um, listen. Listen to me. We have four microphones set up on this Ooh. table. <laughs> I set this up yesterday. I had to download the Reaper because I'm not allowed to use Reaper anymore from the other Reaper because I set it all up last night. I hooked it all up. I'm like, all right, we are ready to go. I'm yes. so fucking excited. David is coming. Zach is coming. We are going to talk about aliens, the existence of UFOs, the, the government's cover up of UFOs. So excited, <laughs> Tina's, Let me say something real quick to you and all these other motherfuckers out here who are like, you think you like? Oh yeah, we'll have this conversation. But Tina's got a goof. She's goofing, right? No, no, and no. She doesn't. Okay. Ah. Uh, I get a bit of a goof from you, <laughs> You're like you're not into this. No, no, I'm into it. Are you sure? Well, it's Because you're going to be sitting at a table with three people who are so fucking into I'm I watching know. the video. Zach put together a Google drive. No, that no, no, I think that, I think that that's I think that stuff is real. It's incredible, and the videos of the the Air Force videos of like tracking these things yes,
0: I remember when that came out and I was watching it and The Times put that out.
1: I mean it's insane. It's out there. Oh,
0: it's and out they're there out there. I just now, like having fun Now, where is <laughs> my Fox
1: molder? Where is he, when is he going to come over and say hi to me? I'm obsessed with David Duchovny. I would love that. We'll have him on Lil Muck. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. I was uh, talking to Alfredo last night. We went to dinner, which is lovely, uh, with Justin and his uh, boyfriend, Nikki, and Alfredo. And uh, Alfredo was telling me about this Captain Kate who's on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I'm a little old for this, I think. But... She's on TikTok, and she's the first captain of a major cruise line. Oh, I think she's the um, Carnival Cruise or something like that, but she's the first captain of, like, one of these huge cruise ships. And she makes TikTok videos and shows all, like, how they run the day, I guess, or something like that. I would love to have her on Lil Muck. What okay. do you think about that? let Wouldn't that be it. amazing? Yes, why not? I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh. But I, I, I don't know how to get a. I don't know her last name. All I know is Captain Kate. No, I guess we'd have well, to look we, it up. Yeah, we can figure that out. It's called Google, Hillary. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I All have right. no oh. kids this week. I'm kids free.
0: Well, I am saturated. So just being around my kids because we had that COVID scare. Yes. Um, has been stressful.
1: Yeah. But here's the like, contact tracing. And like and what and you said when you came in this morning, like, thank God for vaccinations because you and your husband were vaccinated. And yes, take it. You keep taking tests. I I negative, keep, negative, yeah, negative, negative. negative, negative, negative. I mean, negative, it's incredible. Negative. It's incredible. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't somebody get the vaccine? I mean, science, science. I mean, where are we as in a, as the country that we can't
0: fucking get behind science? I don't know. And I think we talked about it last time about Tennessee. Hmm. I don't don't remember that Tennessee now, uh, vaccines are optional and that's not just like vaccines. My mother told me this for COVID it's for mumps, measles, you know, smallpox. I mean, do we need kids to suffer with polio again? Uh, I guess for, so for, for people to realize I guess and then so. think about it that's this state all the surrounding states like you're impacting yeah so many people yeah it, it's idiocy and they they've disproven that whole autism thing years ago that that guy was yes. a fraud was that one, doctor, of that,
1: one doctor one guy just screwed everything yeah. up and he finally had to admit he fucked the lab stuff up like he he had you know yeah. manipulated the whole thing
0: yeah but also, now there's all these anti-vaxxers that are like, oh, autism, autism.
1: And it's like, that's not how it works. Have you seen these articles about with these doctors who work in the ER and the hospitals now where people are coming down with this COVID really bad? Like it's yes. back to this, that Delta the variant, Delta. blah, blah, blah. And they, they're, they're like dying and they're asking for the vaccine. They're Like, yeah. oh, I really wish yeah.
0: that I had gotten the
1: vaccine. Like, what are you waiting
0: for? What are you waiting for? No, now they're calling it the... Um pandemic of the unvaccinated jesus yeah that's an incredible thing yeah get vaccinated and i think now i think it's alfredo, free motherfuckers i think alfredo was telling me that fox news is now finally yes telling people to get yeah. the vaccine and you know
1: what my mother told me yesterday or friday that the reason why they're doing it is because all the people dying are republicans They're all the (laughs) ones who vote for the right and they're losing all these people. And like I said to you a couple weeks ago, do we need these people around? And I don't mean, I don't mean as just like a voting for the Republicans. Like I really don't give a fuck who you vote for, but if you are so fucking dumb that you're going to put the risk of the entire nation, but you fall for all of this fucking shit. That's always disproven. It's always been disproven. You're falling for this conspiracy about a fucking vaccine. Then you shouldn't really be around anyway. Because you can't muster, Bye. you can't, yeah, your brain is not functioning on the level it needs to, and you're dead weight, get oh, the fuck out. Oh, no. Tina. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Die, get out of my face. Whoa. Hey, that's the person who's going to give me COVID, right? That's like true. That's the person I'm going to be, no. now, by the way, I'm still going into Target with my kids with fucking masks on. I'm yes. still going into Publix with my kids me putting too. fucking masks on. And there's nobody at Publix wearing a mask, a couple of people. Well, but I will customers say, are not. I will
0: say the other day. Um, at my Publix, I noticed more people wearing masks than they were. I see older people. Old, again. If it was
1: older people. Yeah, yeah. But all, And here's the thing that's so fucking crazy now. Is that at the beginning, everyone was wearing masks. And if you saw somebody in Publix who wasn't, everybody was like... Can't believe that person has had a yeah. mask on. Like they, they should, they should be kicked out of here. That's what I say. Yes, I used and to fucking now, rat I, people out. Yeah. I'd be like, "There's a motherfucker over there with a the mask on." Now it's the other way. If you have a mask on, everybody looks at you as oh, if you are crazy. I don't care. I don't care either because I'm thinking to myself, "Are you not paying attention right.
0: to what the fuck is going on?" Come and on. and being vaccinated protects you from getting the the virus, but it also, if you do get the virus, it. Mm-hmm it protects you from the severity of the symptoms that you might incur with it. So you might not need to be hospitalized. You know, you might not have the severe cough and and the breathing problems. Like it just benefits you in the end. Yeah. And this whole, like, I want to see what happens with the vaccine. Like vaccines have been around forever. There's like a base that they
1: formula, I'm sure, whatever. God damn it. Well, my kids were going on the road trip with their daddy and I said, you know, I know my daughter, I got them, I got them, both of them, four new masks. And I said, put two in your suitcase, put two in your bag in the car. If you get out of this fucking car, you put the mask on. I don't give a fuck where you're yeah. going. I don't care. And I said to my son, because I, I know she'll do it, but he fucking hates it. And I yeah. said, and, and his, of course his father's like, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to. <gasps> uh, and so I said to him, I go, your sister's going to rat you out. So you better put it on. The second <laughs> she sees you, she's going to fucking call me and say, Declan, you know, he's not wearing a mask. Yeah. And then that's it. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. So I got a little spy on the inside. Good. But is she vaccinated? She is not vaccinated. She I'm, would love to be vaccinated. Yeah. I'm
0: doing um my oldest who is of age yeah. now to do it um next Sunday.
1: Yeah. Gotta do it before school starts.
0: Yeah, because I or not next Sunday, next Friday, because I calculated it. It'll if he does have any side effects on the second shot, it'll still be uh before before school starts. Cause I think school starts like on a Wednesday. Oh, so it'll give him that's right. a couple <sighs> days. It'll mess up his last weekend maybe, but whatever.
1: Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be happy with that. Yeah you know what I mean? And then that'll be at least three of us vaccinated. Yeah. And then, you know. All right. So this Friday is the zach and david ufo extravaganza yes so just keep an ear out for that we'll be be promoting it on our social media and um i'm so excited i can't even tell you i can't i'm i just cannot wait for them to get here and to fucking bullshit with us i'm excited all right so you're first right i'm
0: first and i'm excited about this story that i have to tell today and it has to do with the government. Okay. So um, I wanted to do sort I mean, of, that
1: is our podcast. I okay. mean, like not just one person, <laughs> okay. like, like government oh, as a whole sort I of thing. Yes. Yeah.
0: So today mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the story of when the
1: U.S. government poisoned its citizens. Ooh. I'm sorry. We just got finished talking about vaccinations. <laughs> Can we not do a story about when they're po- poisoning us? Yes, oh, we're doing no. it. All no. right. So
0: the 18th Amendment- prohibited the production, sale, transportation, and use of alcohol in the United States beginning in 1918. But Mm. when bootleggers and rum runners abound, the government tries a new tactic to control the bathtub gin.
1: Whoa! So
0: our story takes place throughout the U.S. during the Prohibition era. Mm. And for years, this is very brief, so please no one come at me because I'm not giving a full (laughs) history on like Prohibition here, but... For years, different groups, several different groups from the dries to the women's temperance movement to, to the anti-saloon league pushed for prohibition because they saw it as a matter of morals. So it was sort of this moral crusade to Mm -hmm. make Americans better. So they're not, you know, alcoholics. Yeah. And, and they thought that it would also stop not only alcoholism, but domestic violence and even saloon political corruption, because there was this idea as uh ohio history central notes that politicians would get the working class votes because they would go in the bars and you know that was like a way that they would kind of schmooze and so they wanted to kind of put the kibosh on that so once prohibition hit folks didn't just stop partying right it wasn't like oh we're never gonna drink again like people wanted alcohol they still wanted access to it and once you restrict something you know how that goes, like people probably want it even more because now like they're not allowed to have it. Yeah. So I'm getting a lot of this from the book that I've been reading, The Poisoner's Handbook.
1: Oh, yes. And
0: I was reading it and I came, you know, and each chapter is a different um, type of poison. Mm. And so this one particular chapter starts talking about, and I was like, I never heard about this before. So I was like, oh, I have to do it. So basically bootleggers needed industrial alcohol to make their alcohol. So it's sort of like the base that they needed Mm -hmm. to make the hooch, right? (laughs) And a lot of folks ended up stealing um, at the time of prohibition, the industrial alcohol. And we're going to see how chemistry kind of plays a role in how the hooch is manufactured. And according to Blum, the industrial alcohol was already poisoned by the government. So she writes back that as far back as 1906, manufacturers of industrial alcohol had to pay a liquor tax or they had to denature the alcohol and denaturing alcohol basically means to poison it. And there were a ton of different ways to do this. They could add wood alcohol, other solutions, bitter tasting additives so that no one would want to drink it. So it was a way for them to try to deter people from drinking it. If (sighs) it tasted bad or it had like these chemicals in it, but people still wanted to drink oh
1: my god and
0: so the bootleggers this is the part i found interesting is that they found a way to renature the alcohol to make it drinkable so like there's the government chemists that are like okay we're gonna denature it and yeah. then the bootleggers like okay they had their own chemists that were like well how do we make it go back
1: to These how it's fucking criminal to- <laughs> i gotta tell you it's like what you just said hoochie. it reminds me of like when people are in prison yeah. and they make wine in the toilet yeah like The fucking ingenuity. Is that the right word? Like to just be able to fucking do shit like this. It's incredible. Yeah, I just love that they're like battling it out. Okay, we're going to make it undrinkable.
0: All right, we're going to find a way to make it drinkable again. We're going to do it. So it was really uh, interesting. So in 1926, according to Bloom, things started to get more intense. The government Mm. was pissed that these bootleggers and the speakeasies and all these things were still going strong. And in an effort to curtail the drinking, the government hired more chemists to up the ante and put more methanol in the base of that industrial alcohol. And in fact, Congress was so hell-bent on maintaining prohibition, they asked um, that the poisons be so strong and so dangerous that no one would want to drink it. Mm. But they did anyway. And so Bloom kind of talks about like, that people were drinking it, and so they already knew that this was happening, and it wasn't maybe as bad as they thought. So they would take the chance and take the drink, not realizing oh that, like, how poison— It's gotten poison worse. They put more in. Yes. Wow. So Vox's German Lopez cited a government chemist who spoke to the New York Times as saying, quote, It gives greater warning to the drinker that he is getting hold of something that he should leave alone. So they really were like, you shouldn't drink. Drinking is bad. Is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Yes. Like, I mean, really like demonizing It's like taking condoms and putting
1: like. Prick, prickles. In, no. Yeah. Or no, well, putting no. like some sort of a disease in it so that your dick almost falls right. off. Right. So like that you don't have To sex. prevent you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so, inc- it's so insane. It's insane.
0: So again, this idea was if it's so horrible, people aren't going to drink, but whatever they're drinking bad alcohol anyway so what's going to keep like, stopping so them from drinking it
1: this was a religious thing right because like a, a, because it was
0: no there was about morality it was about morality right cuz there's yeah. no way
1: there was more alcoholics then there are than there are now right like right. what what is this was the holy war like this was the thing it yeah. just seems so this odd is, yeah, except temperance, that there was no, yeah. must have been nothing else going on come on
0: well i don't know but this is what they were all about Dang. so the other thing is that that methanol that was used it was labeled as pure so when people see like pure alcohol mm. they would think like pure meaning it's good right like when oh, you think no. pure you're not thinking like poisonous right? right so there was that idea as well kind of going around right so along with um the following poisons um bloom writes that the following was added to the alcohol so here's a list of things that they would add mm. kerosene brucine <gasps> which is like related to strychnine, gasoline, benzene, cadmium, iodine, zinc, mercury salts, nicotine, ether, formaldehyde, chloroform, camphor, carbolic acid, quinide, and acetone. And the treasury department, which for whatever reason, the treasury department was in charge of prohibition. Mm. And they demanded more methyl alcohol be added. And the methyl is the thing that is really, really bad. Jesus. So, a time. That's an incredible list. Oh, and it's all like horrible things that people are ingesting. Oh, my God. Like they're ingesting it. No, no, no. It's this cra- is not good. It's crazy. So, a Time article by Lily Rothman cited a 1927 article which said that the new formula was made that doubled the poisoning effect and that the concoction was, quote, four parts methanol, wood alcohol, 2.25 uh, parts pyridine bases 0.5 parts benzene to 100 parts ethyl alcohol and as time noted quote three ordinary drinks of this may cause blindness (gasps) so you know when people say oh you're blind drunk oh it was because people were actually going blind oh my prohibition like going blind holy yes i was like what is going on wow (laughs) from drinking like
1: booze Wow, And this
0: is booze, okay, so it's not wine, it's not beer. Like, people were making beer and fermenting beer and stuff, you know, making wine. Like, this is, like, you know, hard liquor Yeah, drinks. Dang. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. So the methyl is the one I want to kind of talk about a little bit more, and I want to give you a sense of what happened to folks who drank it and what it does to the body. Mm. So Bloom describes the effects. Um, first off, she explained that methyl didn't taste funny. In fact, when most folks drank it, they didn't feel sick right away. They didn't start puking. They didn't have convulsions, nothing, right? The effect, she writes, felt similar to an alcoholic buzz. Mm. So someone's drinking it. They're not tasting anything weird. They're feeling a little something. So they're assuming, I'm sure, that it's just the booze.
1: Oh, my God. But unlike
0: a typical buzz, a methyl buzz is shorter, And then things get worse from there. In high doses, it can cause headache, dizziness, nausea, coordination problems, confusion, and extreme tiredness. Mm. But what's more that is like really interesting is that after a while, people start feeling better and then symptoms start again because the chemical compounds start to metabolize. And when that happens in the body is when things get bad. So like they feel a little bad. Oh, maybe I feel like I have a hangover or something. Mm. Then your body starts metabolizing it and then you get the second wave of symptoms, which is the blurred vision where the optic nerve starts to atrophy and the surrounding tissue swells and gets bloody and spongy. And people who didn't die went blind. Like that's how that happened. And it also impacted the lungs where the pulmonary tissue would start to break down and they would ultimately die. Oh my God. And like they're they're and the government is like knowingly, putting this in things that they know people are drinking wow like to me it's like insane to me so bloom noted that people were dying a lot which made the medical examiner wonder why folks kept drinking the poisonous cocktails and again it's probably because they didn't realize how poisonous they are especially when you take a drink and it doesn't taste disgusting right right it's not like oh my god this is great i'm gonna or terrible i'm gonna spit it out so prior to this, in 1922, according to Sabana Grande of The Medium, the Times reported, now this is in 1922, that along with 750 deaths that year, quote, hundreds of thousands more suffered irreversible injuries, including blindness and paralysis. Oh, from my this God. From alcohol. And in 1927, 41 people died in a day, and Grande reported that a government report noted, quote, 480 Thousand gallons of liquor confiscated in New York in 1927, nearly all contained poisons.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Four hundred and eighty thousand gallons, all poisonous. So in the end, ten thousand people (gasps) are thought to have died to the government's chemical contrivances of their interference with this.
1: Ten thousand, incredible. Ten thousand people. That is
0: insane. It's it's crazy, and then not to mention all the people who suffer blind or whatever and, and sick and wow. And yes. But the government didn't seem to have any remorse for oh. the pain or death they were causing. Please, an old time magazine article cited Mister. Seymour Lohman, Secretary of the Treasury in charge of prohibition, who stated, "Quote: The great mass of Americans do not drink liquor. <laughs> there are two fringes of society who are hunting for booze. They are the so-called upper crust and the down and out in the slums." They are dying off fast from poison hooch. If America can be made sober and temperate in 50 years, a good job will have been done.
1: Whoa! It's a government official. What the fuck? He's like, That's whatever, insane.
0: go die. You shouldn't be
1: drinking. Oh, this is like so crazy. Isn't that but crazy? But like, to be honest, it's like, it's really bad. But is this the worst thing the government's done? I I mean, it's not it's even close. Not even close, but so it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh it's my so God. 10,000 people. Fuck. Another newspaper
0: headline read, Congress wets denounced deaths by poison alcohol as government murders.
1: Wow. Like people
0: were like, oh, like, yeah. Look at what you guys are doing. Wow. And Allison McNary of the Daily Beast reported that Charles Norris, the medical examiner at the time in New York, uh, said, quote, the government knows it's not stopping drinking by putting poison in alcohol. It knows what bootleggers are doing with it, and yet it continues its poisoning processes, heedless of the fact that people determined to drink are daily absorbing that uh, that poison. Mm. Now, it wasn't like the government set out to kill people, you know, like they're I guess, in... in the health department put out warnings and said, you know, here are the dangers if you drink, but I still feel like it's completely irresponsible.
1: Mm. They know people are drinking. So, you know, how about trying, if, if people don't stop drinking and they have, they're alcoholics or whatever, that's where you need to come in as right. the government is like have programs available to right, help people. Right. But people are at this. the speakeasy. either like listening to some music, having a drink, like, let Leave people alone. Life is hard. Why can't I go listen to some music and have a fucking yeah. cocktail, man? And I
0: feel like it's sort of like, um, like the reefer madness. Remember yes. that movie? Like yes. the whole like <laughs> propaganda against marijuana. It's the yeah. same thing like yeah. they tried to do with alcohol. So medical examiner Norris also said, quote, death by alcoholism means death by excess drinking of alcohol, encouraged mm. and accelerated more or less by sundry poisons put into active service by our benevolent government. Dang. Uh, oh, Norris. Yeah. So nothing really happens, right? I mean, who's coming after the yeah, government? Nobody. Right? No one. But I wanted to address one thing that I thought was also really interesting about all of this. hmm it's the poor people that were most impacted, right? Right. Because they couldn't pay for a higher grade booze. And it typically impacted black, brown, Jewish, and immigrant Mm -hmm. communities. And when the immoral crusade against booze was advertised, they of course brandished those same folks as engaging in debauchery of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that was used to scare the innocent little white people, right? Who wouldn't dare Do such things. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're, they're associating anything with alcohol and drinks with like this other group. Mm. Um, And Christine Sismodo writing for McLean's reported that lawyer Clarence Darrow, who said in 1924, I would not say every anti-saloon leaguer is a Ku Kluxer, but every Ku Kluxer is an anti-saloon leaguer. Wow. Yeah. So there's all of this racism tied up in it (sighs) as well. What else is new? It's the story of our fucking country. It's so disgusting. Mm. So no charges, no sentencing, blah, blah. So the aftermath, the the press and others were really pissed off. Mm. And the Chicago Tribune noted, uh, quote, Normally, no American government would engage in such business. It would not and does not set a trap gun loaded with nails to catch a counterfeiter. Mm. It would not put rough on rats on a cheese sandwich even to catch a mail robber. It would not poison po- postage stamps to get a citizen known to be misusing the mails. It is only in the curious fanaticism of prohibition that any means are considered justified. Right. Right. But it's no matter It's how a class bad thing, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. That's why.
1: Yeah. Wow. And then
0: 1933, liquor is legal. Yeah, <laughs> prohibition ends. Jeez. So some points of interest, people were separated into two groups at the time, the wets and the dries. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. I, I totally it. would have probably died at a speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> drinking some poison liquor like i I know it it. before i I give you this
1: drink i need to tell you something (laughs) it's possibly poisoned oh i'm having it anyway (laughs) hashtag team
0: wet so (laughs) oh
1: Oh my my god God,
0: so there was one story i found really interesting and it was about a man who showed up at the ER on Christmas Eve in 1926. And he was hallucinating because these drinks oh, God. were so poisonous. <laughs> this is scary. And he thought that Santa Claus was chasing him down <gasps> with a baseball bat.
1: <laughs> he is. That is oh, that's happened. That's God. real. That's real.
0: So he ends up dying. And then 60 more people show up at the ER because it's the holiday time. And like oh, people are drinking. So yes. all these people get sick and die over like Christmas. Oh, my God. Uh, 23 people... Uh, eight of them died of the 60 that showed up and then the next day another 23 people died jesus um this was known as the Chemists' war
1: wow. uh, because
0: you know they were yeah denaturing
1: battling. and naturing yeah. the alcohol and um you know money is being made when this much fucking effort is going into oh something, right like God. somebody's getting oh, the paid. mob oh yeah. they're so they're the kennedy's pay- yes. right we talked about that before Please. yeah <laughs>
0: So Camelot was- by ass, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> so there was a woman named Carrie Nation who was a member of the women's. Christian Temperance Group, and she was one of these people Oy. that was like against alcohol. She's a dry. She found herself arrested over thirty times because she would go into bars with a hatchet and just <gasps> start smashing up. Yes, barrels. bitch. All right, now. All right, hold on uh, a second. Hold on a second. She, i would go into saloons with a yes, hatchet listen. and just start tearing
1: shit up. Now I'm here for her. Now I'm here for it. This bitch. Had, she, put it it she put it on the line. She put everything on the she, line. She went in there. I would love to get a hatchet and just it just fucking destroy something imagine well i had this imagine these people in the bar like what the hell is going she put her money where her fucking mouth is but i had this like barbecue something like this old like it's all brick barbecue that the last owner had.
0: yeah i like that i fucking
1: hate it and i want to get a sledgehammer and And just smash it and i gotta tell you i think it would bring me so much joy i think so yeah i'd be so happy
0: yeah i had when we moved into my house um The house sat empty for a number of years and the person who lived there, you know, it was basically out of the seventies. So there was like mirrors on the wall, you know, the, the mushroom stickers in the kitchen on the (laughs) cabinet, on the yellow cabinet. And I called my cousin over and I said, we got to take the mirror off of this wall I said, have at, and he loved it. He just, with a sledgehammer. Like what are you just, talking about? Seven years, he bad had, luck? Oh, he had so much fun just tearing that wall apart. Does he have,
1: has he had bad luck since then? No, that? but I
0: have. Oh, maybe I that's yeah.
1: it. <laughs> you gave the permission. Oh my
0: God. So um, I wanted to say also that alcohol wasn't illegal. And that's a common misunderstanding. Oh. If you had booze, you could drink it. You just couldn't manufacture it. You couldn't sell it. Oh. You couldn't transport it. Oh. So if there was liquor around, like, and you had it, that's a different thing. And um, the governor's attempt to stop amoral drinkers ended up le- leading to more crime and to organized crime. I mean, specifically hello. because hello. they saw a business. Yeah. And uh, another thing I thought funny. Government's so stupid. Was that doctors used to give prescriptions for whiskey and other <laughs> alcohols medicine. So I'm like, that's kind of like what they do with the marijuana today. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me get that's that prescription. Right. Oh, you have a backache? Here's some whiskey. Yeah. Good. Uh, and I have a picture that will be on our Instagram of an old I prescription. And then there are still states today that have dry counties
1: where you cannot drink. I know that this is true because of the movie Footloose. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. So, I'm just joking. But yeah, there, in the South, there's a lot where yeah, so, um, you can't
0: buy anything. Yeah. So Arkansas has 34 dry counties. Yeah. Florida has three. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's uh, Lafayette, Liberty, and Washington. They're all located, of course, in the panhandle. So you
1: have to drive across the county lines to buy alcohol. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Correct. Wow. Georgia, five dry counties. Kansas, three.
0: Kentucky has 15. Mississippi has 12. South Dakota has one. Tennessee has five. And Texas has five. All Southern Republican. This is incredible.
1: But how many did Arkansas
0: have? 30 what? Arkansas. The first one? 34
1: dry counties. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Why would they not they turn just that wanna, over? like They just want to repress people. I don't know. I guess, but I feel like it's a way to make money, though. I guess it's... And
0: then there's certain states, like where I'm from, like in Pittsburgh, you can't buy alcohol on a Sunday.
1: Yeah. Here, and here you it have used to be noon, but I, used think to be you can, noon. I think you can't buy it now. They got rid now. of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They
0: got rid of that. So that's the story of how Americans were poisoned by their own government. Wow. I mean,
1: <laughs> I think they're poisoning us still, but it's like technology, mind control. Yeah, You know what I mean? These phones. I... Listen, again, you know I mean?
0: again, my husband and I had a conversation, a Tina. conversation. Yeah. I did not look anything up on my phone. Like we were just verbally speaking about something. Mm-hmm. And later that day, I swear within an hour or two, I have a little, uh, I'm on Instagram and there's ads for what we were talking about. And it freaked me the hell yeah, out. Like it it's should constantly happening. Yeah.
1: god damn you (laughs) (laughs) she picked up her phone and said that's yes (laughs) all right let me get into this because my story's long (gasps) i've cut a lot out of it okay but he's a big-ass fucking motherfucker so (laughs) let's go okay i can't wait to hear this i am covering former speaker of the house oh god dennis hastert oh oh girl oh okay your face is getting me excited (laughs) This fucking guy, Tina. This fucking guy. So, Hastert was born on January 2nd, 1942, in Aurora, Illinois. He grew up in a rural Illinois farming community. Uh, It was a middle class family. They owned their own farm supply business, and they had a family farm, so he would do chores and that kind of thing. They also, I think another side of his family owned a restaurant, so he also worked in their restaurant as a teenager. Okay, You know, like hardworking kid. Yeah. He became a born again Christian as a Uh teenager uh, during his sophomore year of high school. He attended Oswego High School, where he was a star wrestler and football player. Um, he graduated from uh, Wheaton College with a bachelor's in economics in 1964 and a master's in 1967 in philosophy of education from Northern Illinois University. He never served in the war because he had a wrestling injury, so he couldn't oh, serve. okay. Um, he was employed by Yorkville Community Unit School, District 115, for 16 years, from 1965 to 1981. Wow. He began working there at 23 years old while attending the, the Northern Illinois University. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> the fighting... The fighting, it's Illinois, I don't know, like the, the fighting wind turbines Toys. or something. <laughs> That's a my favorite murder joke, people. Yeah. Okay, so um, throughout that time, Hastert worked as a teacher uh, at the Yorkville High School, teaching government, history, economics, and so- sociology, where he also served as the football and wrestling coach. He led the school's wrestling team to the 1976 state title and was later wow. named Illinois Coach of the Year. Hey. Amazing. Cool. Uh, Hastert was a Boy Scout volunteer with Explorer Post 540 of Yorkville for 17 years. Oh, my God. So he's really involved with community, with kids, education,
0: Mm -hmm. all good stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Hastert... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay so here's what happens is i cannot make fucking eye contact with tina she's saying these things i'm like i'm looking at my computer like uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. i can't look over she's like oh god i cannot respond to that so he tra- um he traveled with the explorers on trips to the grand canyon the bahamas minnesota and the green Whoa. river in utah um he married a fellow teacher at, from his high school in 1973 and they had two sons together so oh,
0: it's kind of like
1: me and my hubby yay! Aww. teachers teacher love it is it is teacher love you guys are <laughs> you guys are adorable by the way oh yeah so let's get into running for office he moves pretty quickly to this really high position and then I don't really there's just so much going on when he gets to the U.S. house that I don't really get into a lot of it I'm yeah. going to Told what, you a little what prompted bit, but, him to? Well, here we go. Let's to, to, to even to run. run for the yeah. first place. So first he runs for the Illinois House, right? So Hastert considered applying to become an assistant principal at the school, but then decided to enter politics. Although at the time he quote knew nothing about politics, he was approached by Phyllis Oldenburg, who was a Republican operative in Kendall County, mm. seeking advice for running for a seat in the at the Illinois in the Illinois Legislature. So he runs for, in 1980, uh, a House seat and he loses, but he showed a lot of talent for campaigning and, you know, once you get in those right. circles, you can Once become, they know you. Yeah, that's
0: it. And do you notice a Republican operative? So here yeah. was someone yeah. who was like,
1: hmm, let me
0: look in my community at mm-hmm. someone who has potential. A teacher. Right. Married, kids, right. But, volunteers. But, yeah, is, is active. Yeah. White. De- Democrats. <laughs> White guy. Democrats. Can can we get on board yeah. with with finding good people? Yeah, look at can, Sarah Leonardi. hardworking oh my teacher, god. young, I can active. see her totally just moving up. Me too. She's so s- smart. Yeah,
1: I agree, and she's so beautiful. Oh my god, I love her. Mm. Okay, so, so <laughs> we love you, Sarah. So in the summer of 1980, uh, State Representative Al um, Shorembarian. Had become terminally ill, and local Republican Party officials selected Hastert as a a successor over two other rivals. So he served three terms in the state house. Uh, So then, in 1986, he runs for and wins a U.S. House seat representing Illinois' fourteenth district in the U.S. House. Okay, okay. So now he's now he's big time. Yeah. Um, This was also because his political mentor at the time. Um, got sick, and so he ran for his seat. Like, the same thing uh, with, the, with the cancer. Okay. Uh, Hastert then was reelected in his Fox Valley Center district several times by wider margins, aided by his role in redistricting in the 1990 census. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. <laughs> no big deal. It just ne- <laughs> it just never ends. It never ends. Oh, my
0: God. It's, it's the like same... the snake eating yeah, its own uh, its tail. Uh, and I know right? I've said it before on here, but it's the stessa
1: gonzoni, right? The same song. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. God it's incredible it. well Rob says that said that on the Cardassians he said it's incredible that the people in power set the district in, like do the yes. redistricting that yes. is insane oh I, I've been listening to
0: them I listened to them you the did? other day
1: oh. yes I love their show so yeah much.
0: it's so good I was so like good. cleaning out my garage and just look at you how yeah. you,
1: did your brother ever listen
0: I don't know because I haven't talked to him I, I called him briefly and he was like I'm on a site I'm on a site I'll oh. get back to you
1: and I haven't yeah I'd love to hear what he thought about the episode yeah. that we were on okay hi Cardassians okay so uh so following the house banking scandal which broke in 1992 and I briefly mentioned yes, it on the last, last episode, episode that was a huge scandal and he was actually a part of it this guy Hastert so he bounced 44 checks Dang. during this investigation that they found but the justice justice department special counsel said there was no reason to believe Hastert had committed any crime by overdrawing his accounts like because, he didn't they, do it on because purpose. they were allowed to right yeah. yes and they That's had this the weirdest thing like yeah. we can't bounce our checks all over town but they're taking money out that's not there yeah it's the house bank crazy it's fucking insane so that's the first kind of thing that we're just like what's happening with this guy right so as a protege of house minority leader robert h mitchell hastert rose through the republican ranks in the house and in 1995 after the republicans gained control of the house and newt gingrich becomes speaker hastert became the chief deputy whip right so he's moving up in in the house so mitchell appointed Hastert to the Republicans' healthcare Task Force, where Hastert became a prominent voice in helping defeat the Clinton health care plan oh. in 1993. Oh, God. I know. That, that was Hillary Clinton trying to get that, remember? hmm So Hastert developed a close relationship with Tom DeLay, the House majority uh-huh. whip, and was widely seen as DeLay's deputy. On the eve of his elevation to Speaker, Hastert was described as, quote, deeply conservative as, at heart, end quote, by the Associated Press. The AP reported, quote, he is an evangelical Christian who opposes abortion and advocates lower taxes, a balanced budget amendment to the Constitution, and the death penalty. Um, he, <sighs> has, he was a gun rights supporter who voted against the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act and a federal assault weapons ban. Hastert was the House Republicans' leader on anti-narcotics efforts and was a strong supporter of the war on drugs. So, a Republican, yes, right? Yes, I mean, um, through and through. Totally. So speak so let's talk I lo- about- I love
0: hearing abortion and, and uh death penalty
1: mm. in the same
0: I love hey. it I love
1: it. Well, don't try to make sense, Tina. <laughs> We're not here to make sense. Oh, God. Oh, okay. God. So oh, God. Okay. So let's talk about how he became Speaker of the House. Okay. So in the aftermath of the nineteen ninety-eight midterm elections, where the GOP lost five house seats. Now remember, Gingrich was running uh. high in that big fucking mouth of his. <laughs> this motherfucker. This <laughs> motherfucker in his fucking mouth, eh? And so they lose all these seats and because he was too much. Right. Yeah. And the Republican Party at the time, the voters were like, we don't like this and held their party accountable, which they should be doing now. Yes. But OK, OK, it's, come on, Republicans, get your shit together. Listen, the
0: train is off the tracks. It is. It's, but it's, I
1: feel like the voters have the power to write it. And yeah. They, and they could do that.
0: And the moderate, the more
1: moderate. Yes, that's who to, I mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. They're not, the, the fringe, forget about it. So um, they lose these five House seats and they fail to make a net gain in, this, in of seats in the Senate. So House Speaker Newt Gingrich of Georgia stepped down from the speakership and declined to take his seat for an 11th term, right? So he doesn't run again. And also he was making a boatload of dough. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. And he, was, he ended up getting God, into a I lot just, of trouble, remember? I'm just like picturing his... Smug face fucking face. Um, those cheeks. And, Ugh. Oh Remember God. he had that big head they had to order a special yeah. helmet for his head when he played football in high school? You big-headed motherfucker. Oh, uh, my God. So- <laughs> it's like an apple on a stick. Yeah, ah, a lollipop. So in mid-December, Representative... Uh, you know what? Fuck you, New giggers. I'm going to make fun of your head. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? In mid-December. <laughs> yeah, mid-December, Representative Robert L. Livingston of Louisiana, the former chairman of the House Appropriations Committee and the Speaker-designate, stated in a dramatic surprise announcement on the House floor that he would not become Speaker, following a widely publicized re- revelations of his extramarital affairs. Mm. So, although huh. he reportedly had no warning of Livingston's decision to step aside, Hastert Began lobbying on the House floor within moments of Livingston's announcement, and by that hey, afternoon he does not wait. No, and by that afternoon uh, of that day, he had secured the public backing of the House Republican leadership, including Gingrich, Delay, and Dick Armey. On that day, H- Hastert was endorsed by about one hundred Republican representatives. Wow. Representative Christopher Cox of California, viewed as a potential rival, decided by that evening not to challenge Hastert for the uh, speakership. He's like, he's a shoo-in, like, well, yeah. that's it. So he became known as the accidental speaker. Oh, God. Which I love, because it's like, yeah, you have it, but not really. Yeah. Like, he didn't really, right? But he did work. For, I mean, he he fucking worked for that. Right? He, he, probably he, did. Ran around. he yeah. did. So he was the speaker for the 106th, 7th, 8th, and the 109th Congress. So for oh. years he was there. He made it clear that he wanted to run for re-election as speaker if the Republicans held on to power in the 2006 election, which they didn't, and Nancy Pelosi ends up succeeding him and becoming the first woman, woman as the Speaker of the House in the 110th Congress. I know. I, I Listen. Know, I know.
0: Nothing against Nancy Pelosi, but it's
1: time to go. Honey, you have it's no idea. It's time to go. I, I can't. And when we were on the Cardassians, I said that, and I said, and also Diane Feinstein, who I looked up, and she's 88. I mean, go. Eighty.
0: Relax. Eight.
1: Have a glass of wine. Enjoy but, the. But grandkids. how can we move this party forward? It th- we can with being progressive. If these are the people who and are I in charge, understand. and God bless you, God yeah, bless you. No, no. I appreciate the fuck all out the, of the service,
0: way. but it's there has to be a time where you have to say, you know what? It's someone else's turn. Yeah.
1: But term, term limits, term limits, please. I, I sent you and Alfredo that article. I think it was Politico, but it was like the Dems have a major problem talking to older Democrats that are in office. They, this is not okay. Yeah. We are, we have a sliver of fucking yes. power right now, which we're, we're going to probably lose in 22. Oh God. And it's just very sliver. So when, when, when Alcee Hastings, God rest his soul dies, you are risking You know, you start to go, please, you're knocking on wood. Don't have a heart attack. Nobody fucking fall off a cliff because we're fucked. Put them in a bubble. Put them in a bubble. Look at what, because guess who gets to say when the election happens? Ron DeSantis. He sets the election for Alcee Hastings seat in January of 2022, right? Give me a break. Which means that the Dems don't have a seat there. We don't no. have a voice there. No. That means that the people who are going to run for his seat are going to have to resign to run, which means we're missing Omari Hardy in the fucking Florida House. Oh, my God. We're missing. You know what I mean? And the same thing's going to go for Michelle Rayner. She's running for Charlie seat, who's running for fucking governor. And like that seat is going to be empty. We need these Democrats we in the House them. in the Florida fucking House. We need House. them. God damn it. Mother oh
0: God, we need them. And Ugh. we need we need this party to just say, look. We appreciate no balls, your Tina. service. We appreciate all that you've
1: done. Yeah. It's time. But it's time. Yeah. And, and they this this should be, actually for, they should have been mentoring. They should have been doing something. Please. Give me a you break. You think Diane Feinstein's got somebody waiting to run for that seat? Oh God. That's selfish shit. It's fucking, I'm sorry. And it I know is people hate that. People hate. It is selfish. Yeah. And people hate going, don't because tell people when what? they can and can't run. I'm no, sorry. No, but guess what?
0: Guess what? Guess what? What? These offices, it's not meant to be your career. That's right. It's not We're, meant to be your way, career. When did can that we happen? It's fucking supposed put term to limits be. limits on this motherfucker. Put term limits, and you're supposed to go in and serve and move out. Yes. This isn't supposed to be your life. You're supposed no. to have some other job. Go serve. Come on. Come. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the fact that all of these people then get lifetime health insurance. Hello. And then they get to vote on like we don't get any health insurance. Yeah. And because I, I oh, because I'm in between jobs right. right now, and the cost. What it's costing us well, is like you're in between so, health insurance plans right uh, yes, now. Yes, yeah. in between health insurance plans yeah. because I'm starting a new job. Exactly. And my God, is it expensive? It <laughs> is so. I don't expensive. know how people afford
1: health insurance. It's
0: so expensive. We're paying almost two grand,
1: almost By, two grand yeah, a month. Yeah. Before my husband Until got on I can a group get plan, on the before he, we got onto his group plan, we were paying something like fifteen hundred dollars a month for the four of us. By the way, with a five thousand dollar deductible each. Yeah. Each. Each and when my daughter ended up in the hospital for a, whatever the fuck it was, some some weird thing, we had to pay so much fucking money. It's so and much. it's like, here's your deductible, by the way, honey. And then also, oh, that CAT scan's not included, yes. and this test is not included, yeah. and the ER visit's not included. What? It's what r- the fuck it's, are we paying fifteen hundred fucking we paying dollars for? for? You piece. Of- oh, and we're gonna vote against the Clinton fucking health care bill. Give me a okay. break. Okay, everyone needs damn insurance. Just
0: universal health insurance. Yeah. Let people move from job. Why is it an employer's business to deal with health insurance to begin with? Yeah. They, they don't probably want... Imagine the burden
1: that is relieved from all these businesses if yeah. they don't have to deal with insurance. Well, they might have to pay a little bit more on taxes. So... But guess what? They're paying insurance. They don't fucking pay taxes anyway, these motherfuckers. Give me a break. So listen, let's get into the scandal. Okay. Okay, now things oh, are God. happening in the house like... One of the, I'm just going to tell you one of these things that I thought was uh, unbelievable. It's like right after he becomes speaker, that first Congress, the first time he was a, uh, the speaker, it gets out quickly that he's arranging meetings with corporations and oh, senators and or, or reps saying, hey, and they're paying him. They're giving him money. To, he's like, just to, let to me to arrange meetings? You yeah. can't do that. And let us know what legislation <gasps> you're interested in. No, you can't do oh, that. Oh, he was fucking doing that. That was one of the things he was doing. Wow. Like fucking gross under the radar bullshit. But that's. Well, he never got in trouble for it, so I'm just letting you know there's all these things that he was doing oh that was shady God. as fuck, okay? Yeah, no, that it's so, that's like a huge red flag. Yeah. So let's get into the scandal, because there's two things that happen, but they figure out this first thing where he gets investigated, and then this other thing comes out that Ooh. what he was up to, which is incredible okay oh god i'm so getting it, goosebumps girl so in october 2007 following months of rumors that hastert would not serve out his term the capitol hill newspaper roll call reported that hastert had decided to resign from the house before the end of the year triggering a special election On October, no, um, excuse me, on November 15th, 2007, Hastert delivered a farewell speech on the floor, emphasizing the need for civility in politics. Go fuck yourself. Hastert's speech was followed by remarks from Pelosi praising Hastert's service. (laughs) Hey, get out. But why is he resigning? Right. Like this is the thing. Yeah, it comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, because if he he seems like he's like just uh, usually people just high serve up on their, the hill over yeah, there. People just serve their term out and go. I'm not going to run again. That right. hap- that's happened a lot in the last four years. There's a lot of Republicans who go. I'm, I'm not done. on the Trump train. Right. This is not. I'm going to go be a lobbyist to make a ton of money. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> right. And and guess what? That's what he does. Right. So he began working in the private sector as a lobbyist Ugh. and a consultant and starts to make. I can't a lot, stand a lot of these money. lobbyists and consultants. Here's they need thing. to get the hell out too. Here's another thing: when he gets into office, when he first gets elected to the U.S. House, his net worth was like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and a lot of it was the value of a farm that his wife had inherited. Yeah. So it wasn't like he had a ton of money or anything. They were he was a teacher. yeah, yeah. teachers, yeah, they were teachers. When he left, they estimated his net worth was between eight and thirteen million dollars <gasps> because throughout his time in office, he had acquired real estate and was like investing. But like, where did he get where that money? He getting the Do money? You see what I'm from? saying? So like, he was fucking shady as fuck. So a few years later, uh, according to a 2017 interview with two special agents leading the investigations, one each from the FBI and the IRS Criminal Investigations Division. Quote: Hastert had been on the FBI's radar as early as November 2012, so he resigns <gasps> in 2007, which I think he kind of saw something was happening, and I think he oh. wanted to get the fuck out, right? And so he put some distance between him, right, and and being an elected, yeah. So, um, so even before the FBI and IRS began investigating the suspicious with cash withdrawals from uh, from Hastert's accounts, right? So, oh shit, right? So the bank starts, you know, this is the same old story, right? Yeah. Like the bank starts to notice. The same amount of money being withdrawn, Uh-oh. and it tips off the IRS. Right, the bank's like something is not right here. The IRS starts investigating. Money. All right, let's let's. Oh, shit! So the inquiry was first prompted by allegations that Hastert had used taxpayer-funded office of this former speaker to further his private business ventures. Right, something that he had never been charged with, but people were like, "Something's yeah, but you right? can't use that, right?" So in 2013, the FBI and IRS began investigating Hastert's cash withdrawals, and early in 2015, they had learned about the "quote hush money" agreement between individual A and Hastert. Right? Oh shit! Hush money for what? Right. So in November, in a December 8th 2014 interview, Hastert lied to the federal agents about the purpose of the withdrawal withdrawals leading to his federal prosecution. So you can't fucking lie no. to the FBI.
0: No. So they're like, Hey, That's what's against this the law," for?
1: And he's like, Oh, uh, I, I'm paying yeah.
0: for, I'm paying off the tractor. I'm paying off yes. whatever bullshit. And they're
1: like, something's not right. Right. Okay. So, so he's being in-
0: blackmailed.
1: Be- kind of okay okay so there's the so he gets indicted right so on on may 28 2015 a seven page indictment of hastert by a federal grand jury was unsealed in the u.s district court for the northern district of illinois in chicago woot 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 fucking go chicago in the indictment chart in the the indictment charged hastert was with unlawfully structuring the withdrawal of nine hundred and fifty two thousand dollars in cash (gasps) in order to evade the requirement that banks Report cash transactions over ten thousand uh, dollars and making false statements to the FBI about the purpose of those draws, right? So Ooh, we remember from the Sopranos, yeah. honey, you know yes. fucking Carmela's on top yes. of that shit. And so you the can't under ten. Yeah, you can't invest more than anything right. like anything, everything's gonna be under ten thousand because it then has to be reported, be reported to the IRS. So he's taking money out in the certain amount right. to avoid the IRS finding. But out he's about doing it. it in the same exact amount. That was stupid. Yeah. And the total of it was $952,000. So the indictment alleges that Hastert agreed to make payments of $3.5 million to an unnamed subject identified in the indictment only as Individual A from Yorkville, Illinois, who is known to Hastert for, quote, most of Individual A's life. So this person has known him forever, right? The indictment stated that the payments were to, quote, compensate for and conceal Hastert's prior misconduct oh shit federal authorities began investigating his withdrawals in 2013 in late 2014 after being questioned by the about the withdrawals Hastert said that he did not trust banks shortly afterward Hastert changed the story saying that he was quote was the victim of extortion by individual a were false molestation <gasps> accusations, end quote. Oh, no. So the first thing was the lie of the FBI saying, oh, well, yeah. I don't trust banks. And then it was like, now well. he's saying this guy. Now, this you guy's, don't
0: pay $3.2 million right. for a false High. molestation. High. Like, who's doing that? hmm A guilty person's doing that. Honey. And this is someone that's known him forever. So is it a victim or is it someone
1: that, like, knew what he was up to? Well, let's find out. Oh, shit. So the indictment itself did not specify the exact nature of the, quote, past misconduct, right? So in the indictment, it doesn't say anything about molestation. It just says that it's covering something up. So the U.S. Attorney's Office limited details in the indictment of, of Hastert, in part because of a request from Hastert's attorney's. Fine. In, 2000, in June 2015, the New York Times reported that Hastert had approached a business associate, John J. David John, in 2010, to look for a financial advisor to come up with an annuity plan that would, quote, generate a substantial cash payout each year, end quote. The request was the same year that prosecutors say he agreed to start paying hush money to the person he allegedly Uh. committed misconduct against. John told the New York Times, this uh, advisor, that, quote, I did not think much about it at the time, but looking back, it does seem strange. He just said he needed to generate some cash, end quote. On May 29th, Hastert was released on his own recognizance um, on a preliminary bail of $4,500 set by the judge. Okay let's get into what these allegations are right on may 29th 2015 after Hastert was indicted for illicit, illicitly quote structuring financial transactions two people briefed on the evidence from the case stated that quote individual a the man to whom Hastert was making these payments had been sexually abused by <gasps> Hastert during Hastert's time as a teacher and coach oh, at no. Yorkville high school and that Hastert had paid 1.7 million <gasps> out of a total of 3.5 million in a promised payment Oh, shit. Yeah. On the same day, the Los Angeles Times reported that investigators had spoken with another former student who made similar allegations that corroborated with the first student. Oh, set. no. So now we got two. two. Oh, um,
0: how disgusting. He
1: took all these trips. He took them everywhere. Oh, my high. God. Right. It's a fucking predator. So yeah. on June 5th, 2015, ABC News Good Morning America aired an interview with Jolene Reinbolt Burge. Uh, the sister of Steve Reinbolt, who was the student equipment manager of the wrestling team at Yorkville High School when Hastert was the wrestling coach. Mm-hmm. Hastert also ran, like I said, the Explorers program, of which Steve Reinbolt was a member, and led the group on diving trips to the Bahamas. In an interview, Burge stated that in 1979, eight years after uh, her brother's high school graduation, her brother had told her that he had been sexually abused by Hastert throughout his four years of high school. Oh, my God. Burge said that she was stunned by the news and that her brother said that he had never told anyone because he did not think he would be believed. Of course, he was a kid, Yeah. right? Oh, In the interview, Burge said that she believed the abuse stopped when her brother moved away after graduation and um, said that Hastert, quote, damaged Steve, I think, more than any of us will ever know, end quote. Oh. So he ends up dying, Steve, of AIDS-related illness in 1995. Um, Hastert attends the viewing. <gasps> this motherfucker. So the sister is well aware of what the fuck happened, wow. and she sees this and motherfucker. And she can't
0: say anything because nobody knows right. at this point so in listen,
1: like, listen to what she does. This is incredible, Tina. So this is, quote, uh, I was just... I was just there just trying to bite my tongue, thinking that blood was going to come out because I was just. So after he had gone through the line, I followed him out into the parking lot of the funeral home. I said, I want you to know why you did what you did. I want to know why you did what you did to my brother. And he just stood there and stared at me. He didn't say, what are you talking about? You know, or what? I don't know what you're talking about. He just stood there and stared at me. Then I just continued to say, I want you to know your secret didn't die in there with my brother and i want you to remember that i'm out here and that i know Ooh. and again he just stood there and he did not say a word end quote wow yes girl honey i mean could you oh, imagine your she must brother? have been so
0: Ugh. in such
1: pain so following her brother's death around the time that mark the mark foley scandal broke in 2006 oh, burge unsuccessfully attempted to bring the charges against haster to light so she did this 10 years before anything wow. else comes out right well, not 10 years, like, like what is this, uh, a year before everything came out. So she contacted ABC News and Associated Press on an off-record, off-the-record basis, and she also contacted some advocacy groups. ABC News and the AP could not corroborate her allegations at the time, and Hastert denied the accusation to ABC News, so the claim was never published, like oh. nothing ever came out. Because um, well, it, then it's like slander, libel, whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: ABC News reported that for years, Jolene watched helplessly as Hastert ba- bashed base bast in fame and power seated to the left of the president for years in the early 2000s for the nationally televised state of the union address like behind
0: my yeah he's behind george bush
1: during that all of that
0: oh my
1: god she's got to look at his face yes yeah Several days wow. before the indictment was unsealed, Burge was interviewed by FBI agents who asked her about her brother and informed her Hastert was about to be indicted on federal charges. Neither Reinbolt nor Burge are individual A named in the indictment, so she wasn't getting paid off, and obviously her brother... Was dead. Had passed yeah. away. But Burge believes that individual A is familiar with what happened with her brother. The statements by Burge marked, quote, marked the first time that a person had been publicly identified as a possible victim of Mr. Hastert. Okay. So the emergence of these sexual abuse allegations against Hastert brought renewed attention to that 2006 Mark Foley scandal and the criticism of Hastert that he failed to take appropriate action in that case. Well, why would he? Right. Because he's you know? the same. And I, I mean, I don't know if everybody remembers Mark Foley, but he was a rep from here who was having uh intercourse or uh, sexual relations with pages yes. in the US house yes. like, which were young men yes I I believe that they're underage I mean please forgive me if I don't if I'm not sure I mean I believe that they, that was the scandal is that he was having affairs with these young men that worked there yeah I don't know if they were underage. I don't know I think know if that's they were why it was a scandal well or just that they it was a bunch of young guys. and you shouldn't be having sex yeah. with people who work there okay <laughs> not good Um, In the wake of the sexual abuse allegations, journalists noted that Hastert was a supporter of measures which sought to enhance punishment for child sexual abuse, such as the Adam Walsh Child Protection and the Safety Act and the Child Abuse Prevention and Enforcement Act of 2000. In 2003, Hastert publicly called for legislation to, quote, put repeat child molesters into jail for the rest of their lives. (gasps) Oh, okay. So So, are you going to go ahead? Yeah. Go lock yourself up. you Motherfucker. On May 29th, 2015, Yorkville Community Sc- Unit School District 115 released a statement reading, quote, The district was first made aware of any concerns regarding Mr. Hassert uh, when the federal indictment was released on May 28th, 2015. Yorkville Community School District 115 has no knowledge of Mr. Hassert's alleged misconduct, nor has any individual contacted uh, contracted to the district to report any such misconduct if requested to do so, the district plans to cooperate fully with the u s attorney's investigation into this matter end quote I feel like someone had to know come on, James Harnett, who was the superintendent of the school district for five for for five of the years that Hassert taught there, told the chicago Tri- Tribune that quote he was not aware of any complaints or misconduct brought against Hassert at the time end quote again, they're children yeah and <laughs> Then he becomes this high rising person, rising high in political office. Like, why would anybody come out and think that, you know, that they would be believed? Oh, my God. So, the guilty plea. So, on September 11th, 2015, Judge Durkin granted a joint motion by the government and by Hassert to extend the deadline for filing pretrial motions for two weeks, quote, giving the two sides more time for discussions that they have been engaged in, end quote. So, they're working on a plea deal. Yeah. At a hearing on September 28th, Hassert's attorneys and the government confirmed that they were discussing a possible plea agreement. And Judge Durkin said if there was no agreement, uh, plea agreement re- reached by uh, soon, that they would go to trial in March or April of 2016. Um, but on October 15th, 2015, it was announced at a court hearing that Hassert and federal prosecutors had reached a plea agreement. On October 28th, under the plea agreement, Hastert appeared in court and pleaded guilty to the felony structuring charge. The charge of making false statements lying to the police, to the FBI, was dismissed. Um, And then he said, I withdrew the money in less than $10,000 increments because of, you know, he admits, he goes through the whole thing. He goes through the whole thing. Did did individual A get in trouble for extorting the money? No, I don't think so. I think that they had to end up giving the money back. I think he had to give it back but I don't think he got in trouble for extorting him. He shouldn't have to give it back. I mean, possible sentences within a preliminary federal sentencing guidelines calculating, calculation range from pro, probation to six months in prison. So, like, <sighs> this is what we're looking at. Come on. The, pre, the plea agreement allowed Hastert, quote, to avoid a potentially long and embarrassing trial and was thought to enable him to, quote, keep secret information that he has hidden for years, unquote. Like, this is why he's doing it. Oh, so my he God. What, what, a, what a scumbag. I know soon after pleading guilty he suffered a stroke and was oh. hospitalized from november 2015 to january 2016 which oh, well. is a long fucking time <laughs> good so he remains on bail right like in jail yeah. he, i mean um, yeah on bail like pending the sentencing sentencing was originally set for Jan- for february 2016 however in january late january 2016 hassert's attorneys asked the court to delay sentencing due to hassert's ongoing health problems oh, come on and so they delayed it until april um and then in march of 2016 the judge orders an appointment for the medical experts like go examine this guy yeah. what the fuck's going on over there right now he was like a bigger guy like this real full face and then when Ugh. he comes into court he's like in a wheelchair he's tiny like i'm he tired looks, of the this i know
0: pretending to be frail I mean, like who was the other one that the the, the,
1: the movie guy Weinstein oh Same my thing. god he comes rolling like barely in. recognizable yeah. please um please <laughs> I know. Um, later in march 2016 judge Durkin postponed the sentencing hearing over the objection of Hassert's attorney to April 27th so that a man who alleged sexual abuse by Hassert identified as individual d in court could testify at the sentencing Ooh. so they've already he's now already pled guilty people. to the structuring of these payments now he's got to come in about the sexual abuse good the maximum sentence for the offense was five years in prison and a $250,000 fine, although the federal sentencing guidelines range from probation to six months. Again, the same thing. So he asked for probation. <laughs> uh, Please tell me they didn't uh, just give him probation. No. Oh, a statement God. released by Hassard's counsel said, quote, Mr. Hassard acknowledges that as a young man, he committed transgressions. As a which young man, he was an adult. He, he committed. Let me get through this, Tina, you know, before you freak out because it's horrible. He committed transgressions, for which he is profoundly sorry. He earnestly apologizes to his former students, family friends, previous constituents, and all other affected all those affected by the harm of his actions have caused end quote earnestly apologizes yeah, it doesn't provide details doesn't oh my say my god, so he also yeah. filed under a seal to re, uh, under seal a response to the government's uh pre sentence investigation report. And um, the prosecution's filing ahead of sentencing. Federal prosecutors made allegations of sexual misconduct against Hastert um, the first time he had, they had done so publicly. So they hadn't really even, it was in the indictment, but they hadn't filed charges for those yet, right? So they finally do that. And um, he's saying that he had molested at least four boys at y- as oh young as God. age 14, oh. including Steve Reinbolt. thank God for the sister, right, uh, while he worked at this high school uh, and was the wrestling coach. What about the Boy Scout troop? So I, I think it's from there. I think it did because that guy, Steve Reinholdt, was yeah. on both of those things. So he was like always around. Him. I bet
0: you there are other people that maybe just oh, didn't sure. even want to. Come oh, yeah, out, yeah, 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 know?
1: yeah. In a 26 page filing, prosecutors detailed, quote, specific graphic incidents, oh. incidents of sexual acts, end quote. Prosecutors asked for a six month sentence as called for under federal guidelines. They um also requested the court to order Hasser to undergo a sex offender evaluation and comply with any recommended treatment. Oh god! While Hasser's health problems had the he possibility needs more than that, yeah. <sighs> oh god, I hate fucking sex offenders like yeah. child molesters. Well, while Hasser's health problems had the possibility to help him avoid prison, prosecutors noted in their court filing that he could receive medical treatment while incarcerated. Yeah, just like every other yeah. prisoner. There's a fucking medical ward. Go, bitch. Sixty letters. Asking for leniency for Hastert were submitted to the court. From who? What ahead, assholes did that ahead of sentencing? But 19 of these letters were withdrawn after Judge Durkin said he would not consider any letters that were not made public. Who the? So there was probably like a oh, new senator, Ingrich, right? Yeah, there's who was probably like, senators and congressmen. Yeah. I'll write you a letter, but don't fucking tell the public that I wrote this for you. <laughs> dicks of the 41 letters they were that were made public several several were for, current or former members of congress john That's t, disgusting john t doolittle david dreyer D- thomas w ewing and porter goss other supporters of Hastert who wrote letters on his behalf included his family members of course former illinois attorney general tyrone c fainer local leaders board members police officers what? and others police from his, officers and others from his home base in rural kendall county Give and me several a break. several members of the illinois wrestling community yeah, this is disgusting. Like, I mean, you're lucky. You, these so, are children. These are children. Your kids hurt. Your kids slipped through his fingers. Maybe they didn't. Yeah. Like, what was? Why did he pick this kid? It could have been your kid. What the oh fuck are my you God. doing? And why? Wh- instead, you should want yeah. to, to, to. You should be
0: angry at him yeah. for deceiving you in your trust. Yes.
1: Yeah. At sentencing at the sentence, sentencing hearing on April twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen, the government presented two witnesses: Jolene Burge, the sister of Steven Rein, Reinbolt. Uh, who read a letter that her brother had written shortly before his death in 1995, addressing Hastert, Birch stated that she wanted to, quote, hold you accountable for sexually abusing my brother. I, I knew your secret, and you couldn't bribe or int- intimidate your way out.
0: Ooh. You no longer
1: you think you can deny your abuse of Steve because he can no longer speak for himself, but that's why I'm here, end quote. Oh, I love this sister. I know. The second week witness was Scott Cross, who was individual D., who public he publicly identifies himself for the first time, and he gave an emotional testimony telling the court that Hastert, who whom he trusted, had abused him and caused him to experience, quote, intense pain, shame, and guilt. Oh quote. my god. Cross's oldest brother is longtime Illinois House of Representatives Republican leader Tom Cross, a political protege of Hastert. <gasps> How about that? How about wow. that fucking connection? He must be pissed. So addressing the court. Hastert, who had arrived at court in a wheelchair, read from a written statement apologizing for having, quote, mistreated athletes, end quote. Wow. No, you didn't mistreat. You abused. Yeah. And hurt. Yeah. After being pressed by the judge, Hastert admitted to sexually abusing boys, because he's like, no, motherfucker, this is you have to tell us, right? Wow. He admitted to sexually abusing boys whom he coached, saying that he had molested uh, individual B and did not remember some of the others. (gasps) Oh, you remember. What a disgusting
0: person. Hastert
1: said he did not remember abusing Cross, but uh, he said, quote, but I accept his statement, end quote. Hastert stated, quote, what I did was wrong and I regret it. I took advantage of them, end quote. Hastert also acknowledged that he had misled the FBI. Judge Durkin referred to Hastert as a, quote, serial child molester, end quote, and imposed a sentence of 15 months in prison, two years supervised release, including a sex offender treatment and a $250,000 fine. Hastert is one of the highest ranking American politicians ever pre- sentenced to prison so he couldn't be prosecuted for any of the acts of sexual abuse of which he had been accused because of the statute of limitations you know, I,
0: and we've talked about this yeah. we need to end this statute how how long is it five years seven years like it, it's not right no why does murder get to go forever and not sexual abuse and that yeah. violence towards especially people? of children of children it should be that's it. That's that is so 15 months is it's
1: not right. No, he should be in jail right now. Yeah. And his son ends up running for his. Seat. Oh, my God. Does he win? No. Oh, thank He, he God. loses in the primary. People are like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that name. Nobody wants to be reminded of this motherfucker. Get out. How could out. he even think of running? Because this is what they it's that privilege. Oh it's my that God. thing. And they probably believe him like it's one thing if it's someone's like he, he admitted did it in, it in court, court but he person. admitted in court that he yeah. did it and it's four people ugh. and Probably you know there's more, more. Yeah.
0: there's gotta be more if you don't girl, remember ugh. then there's more Ah, it's the worst alright well we gotta get ready for our <gasps> hey. special little
1: muck oh my god Ooh, I'm there. so excited me too I wish they should be here any minute yes. oh girl uh, are you excited yes oh my god okay so yeah bye everybody <laughs> bye oh bye <laughs>
0: if you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories please follow the episode notes on our website themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at themuckpodcast
1: to support the muck podcast please visit our patreon page we have three levels of support and different goodies for each level muckraker policy wonk or bleeding heart we can't do it without you Music for the Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Dougherty.